1: Redefining Possible, The Game-Changing Guide to Overcoming Barriers and Accomplishing Your Goals is now available in a newly revised and expanded edition. Author, Ron Alford. There were some very specific updates that we wanted to work on, and the goal was to take this from really good to great. The overriding theme is impact. What does significance really mean? The character traits that I want to be known for that I wanted this book to be about, things like vision, having a purpose for one's life, things like how do I plan my time more effectively? How do I have boundaries? Things like how do I reframe beliefs? These are truths that bring my mind back to center. Stuff that people can use not just in the boardroom, but things they can use when they go home with their own children or when they have their own routines or their own quiet time where they're wrestling with their thoughts. Redefining Possible will inspire you to get outside of your box and live a happier, healthier life when you order Redefining Possible today at redefiningpossible.com.
0: Welcome to the Action Catalyst. Today begins the first of an eight-episode series in which we're going to learn a great deal about Redefining Possible. I was honored to be able to write the foreword for this book, and the conversation we had gave tremendous insights. So we're now going to be talking with Mr. Ron Alford, who is vice president of recruiting for Southwestern Consulting. It is one of the fastest growing and most influential and impactful consulting and coaching companies in the world. Ron is the top producer, the top leader, and the builder of that business. Ron, I would love it if you could share some of those significant pivots. Yeah, I was a military kid actually
1: in the early nineties and went to a high school in a, a military base in Alaska and coming back to Seattle. Started college and just was searching, like I'm sure a lot of our listeners, and basically I was kind of thinking, man, I'll just follow the path. My my dad was thirty plus years military. My older brothers were both Marine Corvettes. And that was kind of the family I figured maybe my niche would be that I would go to be an officer. So not not, you know. Um and I was actually preparing for Marine Corps boot camp where I was gonna start really getting ready to rock that fall. And I heard about a crazy summer job my buddy said you got to come sell 80 some hours a week face-to-face rejection straight commission you want to do it and uh (laughs) it it just hit me hard like man i really needed something that rocked me and kind of got me out of my comfort zone and really helped me think different and uh so that was my first summer 94 and uh kind of got my eyes opened up and obviously met the team and that was my first time i had really been subjected to just the, the principles, the, the, you know, the mindset, the skills. I mean, a lot of the things that Southwestern breeds and man, there was no looking back. I mean, I, I fell flat on my face in so many ways that first summer, but at the end of it all made good money in spite of that. And was like, man, this is something where I can grow a lot and I can, I can introduce some of my friends to this. There's people I know that need to get humbled and need to have leadership and, and have some guidance. And, uh, that just started the trajectory. i would never looked back. I've been part of Southwestern's family for a long time, and and uh, even being out here in Seattle, I just could never see you doing
0: anything else. And so that that's kind of what started it all. No, I think that's fantastic. Uh, one early setback you had, as I recall, was you got a really nice profit check at the end of your first summer and decided to put it all into a truck. Can you can you share with us what happened with that? Yeah, October
1: that year, uh, I was going to my new job and and drove the truck off the road. I was too cocky to get insurance. I figured oh, I would never need something like insurance. And uh, <laughs> totaled the truck. Everything I'd worked so hard for that summer was gone. And it's just, I remember laying on the side of the road with the truck totaled and just, yeah, kind of being at a bit of a rock bottom as a 19-year-old kid in that brand new truck, but obviously a learning lesson now.
0: Mm-hmm. Powerful lesson, in fact. But well, You have created this book, Redefining Possible. What was the process like
1: I think in, you know, any any of our or listeners can relate. Where it's obviously when we're around like-minded people that but, but just have this heart, where we have this drive. It's 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 a calling. I, I just think we need clarity. We need reminders. We get defeated often, but but we we realize through a lot of conversations, so many of the principles we were working with clients on, just anything and everything in life. It's just that that how can we reach others because we need more of this. People have helped us through so many so many of these things, and we're never going to not need it. It's never ending but how can we put some of these thoughts that we've been so grateful for into this kind of format and bring this to the world? Just kind of that 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 attitude of going out and reaching people that maybe haven't been subjected to a lot of the principles or the skills or the
0: mindset or the you know the emotional control, et cetera. I think that's where it started. It's uh, fantastic. What really strikes me is, is so incredible in going through this. We've all read lots of books by very successful people and there's all kinds of, I did this and then I did that and you all need to go do this is the underlying tone of deep, deep gratitude and deep humility. Now, Ron, you have achieved so many amazing things. You are a world-class extreme distance athlete. You have an amazing family, tremendous business success, and yet you're so open about your screw-ups, your failures, your falling short. The humility that always exudes from you has been, to me, an amazing example. What does humility mean to you? And is it a barrier to people being successful? Oh yeah, Dan, thank you. I, I don't know
1: when or how, but I, I just, I've always had this feeling in my heart where we're all broken. And the ones that try to act like they're not are the ones they're hiding. I, I, I talk a lot with clients and, and our fellow coaches and, and friends and whatnot about just what are the real character traits we wanna be known for? Like to me, it just really, when I slow down and when I run in the mountains with no headphones, when I wake up and I have stillness, and I think, what are the things that I want to emulate or the things that I want to pass on to my children, the things that I value the most in the world? I just love people that have humility. They don't act like they have it all figured out. I love being around them. And that's part of why I've loved getting to work with you, Dan, for so many years. But um, So if I love that so much in other people that I admire and respect, why would that not be numero uno? Like, Why would that not be the first thing I'm going after? And so I also just realized that my kids could care less about any trophy. They think I'm a a dork. And (laughs) any old plaque I want is is somehow some way in a garage. The money's coming gone. It was almost like lose that truck. You work for something and you think, I have made it. I have this shiny new truck. Well, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. You know, I I just think to be able to laugh about that, and it's just something that I really want to always be able to do. And so, that's just something I admire a lot, and people I respect, and, and so that's a trait that I want to work on more. I feel like
0: I got a long way to go. Hmm. Now, Ron, one of the things that is in the book that is so powerful is how you talk about faith. And for most of us, we immediately think faith in a deity, a higher power, faith in God. But you expand beyond simply that. And I wonder if you could talk a little bit about what faith means in the context of this book and of people that want to do better in life. Yeah, you bet. I I, I think. When we slow
1: down and we have stillness and we, again, kind of going back to my, my morning or my running out in the mat, you know, and we truly try to look within to find our vision. Like, what are we really going after? What What are those character traits of what we want to be known for? What's the legacy we want to leave? What's the, like, if it is on my heart, if I feel strongly about it, it came from above. It came, it's, it's for a reason. Like it's, it's, it's fact. Now, along with that, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And so every time I'm going after something that I believe is is significant, it's not just some worldly success. It's not some sort of a here today, going tomorrow. It's it's a significant thing that's lasting. Then that is that is worthy of pouring my heart into. And every time I have little setbacks or or whatever, it's it's having faith to persist. It's having faith to believe. Okay, that's the beauty. The struggle is the beauty. Like it, we we have to have the roadblocks. We have to have those detours and those setbacks because that's what inspires. And that's where, as you know, the book, the end goal and everything we're working towards in this book is what is the impact we've left on other humans and, and, our, and our brothers and sisters on this earth. And the only way we can do that is by overcoming the challenges. People really don't care about your money and your trophies and your awards, but they'll, they'll actually listen when they see like, wow, you've actually had to work for that. You've had to fight for that. You've, that wasn't handed to you. And so that to me is where faith is so strong. Like to get it, we have to have faith. Otherwise, we'll give up too quickly
0: mm mm-hmm. And you always put your faith followed up by action. Listeners, I, I hope when you read the book, you read very closely the chapters where Ron brings up his, his son, Van, one of his twins, and the terrible battle he fought and won with leukemia and how important the role of faith was in keeping the family together, keeping focused, building a business at the same time. Just incredible. At the moment, we're doing this as the world is still coming out of the COVID-19, not unprecedented, but unprecedented in all of our lifetimes, of course. Uh, you talk a lot about what are called confidence anchors, confidence anchors. Uh, we're, we've all been in a storm. Um, and one of my guests said, sometimes people say, oh, we're all in the same boat with COVID. His response was, no, we're not in the same boat. We're in the same storm, but our boats are dramatically different. Some have a yacht, some have a dinghy, some are just on a piece of wood hoping to hang on. We're all in the same storm. So Ron, talk to us a little bit about confidence anchors when, when we're in a storm, uh, how that works. Yeah. Man, it's such a cool
1: topic. It's the the storm analogy is so you know appropriate because it's and and the realization that this is just the latest storm, and we all have heard quotes of yeah you know, we're either in a season of a, of a valley at the moment, we're either leaving a valley, we're in it, or we're about to go into it. And if we get that attitude that that's normal, then what I find is that people don't have all these rationalizations or excuses for low points in their their year in their in their and I'm not just talking business, I'm talking about as a parent, and their fitness, in their marriage, whatever. Like, oh, well, um, you see what happened was, well, like, of course, because that's life. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like the more we wrap our heads around, get used to it. And, you know, I, I think the whole idea of a confidence anchor is it's not avoiding valleys, it's minimizing them. It's minimizing the valley and maximizing the peak. It shortens it because I think when valleys hit us, whether it's something with our children's health or something with our finances or an unexpected client loss or, or just something or a, or a global situation, it, it minimizes the valley in our own life. And so confidence anchors just remind us there's all these times, and this is where it's important to get in vivid detail, like really specific about times in my life as a middle school kid, when I, when I made that team, when I shouldn't have as a college kid, when I did this as a, in my early career where I stayed the course, when someone else quit and nothing's too small. What'll happen is our mind starts thinking, oh, well, that's not big enough. That's, that's not really, it is give yourself credit that the importance of a confidence anchor is giving yourself full, cr- like again, you and your creator, obviously it's not, this isn't an ego thing, but it's saying, look, we, we've been here before and we can do this. And it's just those reminders that we're in that storm and anchor is immovable. Like no matter how rocky the, the the dinghy or the piece of wood, like you said, gets, when we've got that anchor, it helps us remember okay, we're gonna get through this. You know, we're gonna and even as a world right now, you look at over historical things that happened BC, y'all, you know, in, in, in Old Testament times, and then obviously times, you know, in, in in world wars and all these kind of things that our our nation and our world have gotten through. And it gives you faith that we're going to get through it again. We can do this. There's meaning in this. This actually will be looked back as a gift. Like the, the valley I'm in right now will be something that
0: inspires people. Um, and, and that just kind of steadies us in the storm. I think that's the first step. I think that's just such an amazing concept because it doesn't cost any money. All it costs is using an accurate memory. An accurate memory of what we've done and celebrating that and nurturing it. So it doesn't get crowded out by the glaring spotlight of the things we dwell on regarding our failures. And I think that's just so fantastic and wonderful. Everyone, there's so many things in Redefining Possible that we're going to do a little bit of a shift here in the Action Catalyst. And over the coming weeks, we're actually going to be hearing from some of the subjects that are highlighted in the book, individual people that help to illustrate and demonstrate that. And so I'm very, very excited that they're going to be with us for several weeks in a row as we explore the concepts, the seven tremendous concepts that help us all to redefine possible. And it's gonna be a really fun experience and a learning experience and a growing experience. So on behalf of all of our listeners, thank you so much for being on The Action Catalyst. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. To stay updated on everything that The Action Catalyst is up to, Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. Thanks for listening.